0: It's more like a miniature bomb hits something. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah. Uh, don't Google 50-kilometer striped trifle damage. <laughs> yeah. Told you. Um, I regret this decision. I take no
0: uh, responsibility for anybody that watches that. Those are such big bullets. Esto, right. on uh-uh. hey. right. right. What's the What's Our podcast. We fashion ourselves cinematic judge and jury. My name is JJ Crowder. I'm here with my co-host Matt Heiner.
2: David David
0: David 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 Dead, and Alec Burgess. Oh, let's get it. I almost forgot Alex's name because that was funny. Um, <laughs> it's been a minute. I had, to, had to bring it back. Well, and the worst part is I was pulling up my sheet to have all the stuff I was going to say, so I wasn't even looking at you. All I heard was, ba David and I went, what the fuck is happening right now? <laughs> it's a good way to start the podcast. And, uh, you know, with that, welcome to the podcast. We appreciate you tuning in. Go ahead and hit that follow, subscribe, like, bell notification, all those buttons. Tell a friend about us. Tell Wizards of the Coast about us because uh, yeah. they're a bunch of assholes <laughs> right now. <laughs> and apparently, I've been convinced I'm going to post my rant about them online. So uh, you'll probably be able to yes. check that on YouTube as well.
2: Charles, hound him about it. And Gray, hound him about Fanmaster69. If you listen to us, you want to hear this too. Yeah, I did kind of go
0: off there. A lot of speculation. We'll see what happens. I'll probably post it.
2: I don't even know enough about it or care too much about it, but it was interesting to listen
0: to. I'm glad I was able to intrigue. Hey, maybe that's what our next crazy shit'll be about. Should be. Except that's a good shit. There it is. That's what it'll be. I still owe Charles an episode about uh, kidney stones, so we'll do that too. But <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll throw that in there too. Yeah, I like this idea. Anyway. We appreciate you tuning in. We're going to talk about the movie Plane. It was released January 13th, 2023. It was written by Charles. I, this is terrible. Charles Cumming and J.P. Davis. <laughs> it's like, what a great episode for that name to come up. I, fuck, I didn't know that. I just, because I scrolled up and there it was. Coming P. Yep. Charles Cumming and J.P. Davis. It's just Perfect. <laughs> Charles, that's not an invitation. Uh, it was directed by Jean-Francois Richet. Some French name there. It stars Gerard Butler, Daniela Pineda, Mike Coulter, Tony Goldwyn, Lily Krug, Evan Dane Taylor, Kelly Gale, Terror Westwood, and Paul Ben Victor. A pilot finds himself caught in a war zone after he's forced to land his commercial aircraft during a terrible storm. Okay, I have to get this conversation started about this movie because... This movie, I'm st- I still am confused by this movie, but when I'll say yeah, about this movie... Tell,
2: you better tell the listeners uh, we're about to spoil. You got to say your normal phrases. Oh, shit, about- it is pretty new, isn't it?
0: Yeah, it's new. So if you haven't seen this <laughs> and you want to avoid spoilers... <laughs> Now's the time to pause the podcast. <laughs> Come back, pick up where you left off after you've watched it. Because we're about to spoil the shit. got That's like, off the fucking
1: rails so I don't you know. Is this go. what
0: happens when you make me do rants before we start recording? I can't fucking sit <laughs> Jay- <think laughs> straight. JJ,
1: so you don't fucking dark want, dark want no fucking spoilers. Make sure you don't fucking watch any. Yeah, dude, I but, got like tricking blood running out of my ears right now.
2: Let me, let me just give my synopsis here because IMDb only tells basically the first 15 minutes of this movie because it's on a plane. There's some intimate weather, poor decisions were made. Plane gets shocked by lightning and all hell breaks loose. But then that's where IMDb really stops. And then we all of a sudden end up on an island that the plane landed on. And we just get people that have not seen other people for a very long time and hate those people and want to hurt and harm everyone's lives. And it's a story of survival that I did not see coming and a story of getting arrested and then saving. I'm just trying to be deliberately confusing because that's what this movie felt like at times. There's all these things that I just was not expecting. And they named the movie plane when it didn't, it was like, yeah, there's a plane. But there was so much more than a plane. Just so you know, I had
0: to kind of intimate. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> That's that kinky weight Rain. Right <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I am off my shit right now. Like, this is what happens, I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah, that was a good synopsis, Matz, and I'm into it. But here's my problem with this movie, and yet here's the thing I love about this movie. This movie is a handful of fringe A-list actors that, well, let me, okay. There's one A-list actor who's kind of fringe A-list now. If it weren't for some really terrible violent movies that got made about breaking into the white house and then London and then everything else that had to do with the, with planes or the president. I mean, and the greatest then, trilogy ever. Yeah. Greatest trilogy <laughs> in my ass or a bunch of like fringe actual B-list actors that at one time were fringe A-list actors like Tony Goldwyn, like, and th- what it was is they're all like, yeah, I want a paycheck. And then this writer and director were like, if we can get somebody, we can get this movie made. But here's the problem. I say all that going, if I had known that going in, I probably wouldn't have been, I wouldn't have been excited about this movie at all. Not that I was super excited anyway, but I left going, I have a hard time not enjoying this movie because they're this movie did not take itself seriously at all. And it was exactly what it said it was going to be. It did exactly what it needed to do in order to tell the story it was trying to tell. No matter how fantastical or full of shit this movie was, it never tried to like over explain itself. It just was, we're going to be on a plane. We're going to almost wreck said plane. A lot of people are gonna die very violently. Somehow we're gonna escape with almost everyone. The same plane. Yeah. We're gonna fly the exact same plane out of here somehow, which we're not really gonna explain, except for we're gonna switch one wire from this board to this board. <laughs> <laughs> and then that some bitch is gonna work just enough to get us to the next island in the Philippines, and we're okay. Makes perfect sense. But I was wildly entertained for 90% of this movie. I just have
2: to say the, the, towards the end, when they fly from that island to the other island and they have to go 50 miles and all of a sudden it like they do a jump cut where they're about to land. I'm like, it felt like we had like 49 miles to go and you were about <laughs> to drop out of the sky. And then we showed up at the next runway. I didn't think we were making that. We we're only going 160 knots. Like that's not, that's not fast. And you're only like 300 feet up in the air. We're probably going down. <laughs>
0: Yeah, like I said, 90%
2: accurate. The physics of this movie. Accurate be funny. suspension (laughs) of disbelief. A lot of it was like, I think if we had a plane expert on here, they'd be like, people are sure cabin, short runway. This plane looks really heavy because it's an older plane. We're probably just after already. But do keep in mind, 160
0: knots, I didn't remember that number, but if it's actually 160 knots, that's like 185 miles an hour, which... Fifty miles goes pretty quick going close to two hundred yeah, miles an hour. But you fair. still we should have taken cons- about fifteen minutes.
2: We I- <laughs> could consult the Google and see if that's even enough airspeed to keep that thing up in the air for a long enough period. Anyways. Yeah, fair It's enough. all like, on
1: brand for this movie. Sure. Well, here's the thing though. A lot of it was accurate because Oshi works for American Airlines on the ramp. Oh really? And uh, so like we go. Bring the extra checks. Here that Gerard Butler was doing when he was like checking the wheels before they take off for the last time and stuff like that. That's all accurate. That's the checks that they do. Sure. And she knows how
2: to do electrical inside the main wheel. And well,
1: I know they don't let the ramp anywhere near the actual electrical working you know, of the plane. They unplug the AC. That's what they do. Um, <laughs> oh, man. I'm just so, saying they are backing up. Well, they, at least they had something in
2: where'd them. they get another circuit breaker. Cause it was fried what? one of the trucks. <laughs>
1: I just,
0: all I'm saying is like, I remember him saying to the co-pilot, we got him, this something is gone and this something's messed up. And so we need to switch this wire to this wire to get power to the plane so that we can have some air conditioning to be in the plane, not sitting outside of it. And then then all of a sudden, because he switched that wire, that some bitch is flyable. I was like, I call bullshit. I was like, I can't even switch a wire
2: in my house and have two sets of lights work. Come on now. It made me think of Apollo 13 when they were having like, battery problems. And so I was like, and that was real. And that seemed effed up. Yeah. And again, I know nothing about planes. So maybe that
0: could happen. I don't know. You would think that with the time they put into making sure that all the pre-check stuff and all the, the language and the, you know, the, the jargon, jargon they were yeah. using was correct. But I don't know. Mm-hmm. If I'm getting on that plane, the captain's like, well, you can either be kidnapped and try to be sold, probably dead, or... You can land in the ocean and drown because that just seemed like both my options there. You know what I mean? I'm like, well, I'm dead either way. I don't know if I'm getting in that plane at the end of this movie.
2: (laughs) Well, it was rather convenient when they found the road on the island. It wasn't just a road. It all of a sudden turned into like a (laughs) landable (laughs) landing strip. I was like, where did that come from? because otherwise they're getting destroyed their wings everything ripped off movies over in like 10 minutes
0: well and that's the other issue that i had to be honest with you because when they landed on that island they show the plane cutting down all these trees with the wings and i'm like then you try to tell me that this is an uninhabited island except for a few militias those trees would be much bigger than that and you're not just cutting through those trees those trees are ripping through the metal on that like Those are some tough trees. You ever tried to take a tree down even with a sharpened piece of metal? It takes a
1: lot. And planes aren't destructible at all. You ever see what a bird does to a plane? Yeah. (laughs) Seriously. was what got me because i think gerard butler says like you know these things are pretty tough no no they're not yeah this
2: was was like an aluminum body so it wasn't composite so maybe there was some more strength but it it was just so i when they landed, like well the the road looked real skinny when did it get bigger like when did we find that little piece of land there
1: about 27 minutes into the movie when we all blinked yeah (laughs) (laughs) but i gotta go back when
2: the way that that lady died oh yeah like, I was trying to, I've been a lot of planes. Next time I get on a plane, maybe JJ did this. Like, you felt up there in the seat in front of you. You're like, could, if I hit that way, like, am I going to die? That I was like, I wasn't expecting that. I think the sheer, full, I think if I did it, I'm okay. I'm a big
0: dude. I got some padding there. She was little. She bounced off that ceiling, came down flat on the butt, top of that seat. And those seats are no joke. Like, they're pretty tough and for someone like her size. I bet, yeah, I could see it snapping her up. Ugh! But yeah, the crunch, it was pretty bad And then the dude breaking his neck like, I will say this though Two funny stories, I told you guys this. I'm sitting in the movie theater with Casey A day before I have to get on a plane And fly to Texas <laughs> For a work trip, and I don't like flying I hate flying And I'm like, I lean over Casey. I was like, well this is an unfortunate movie To have to watch <laughs> this week And she just starts laughing But on top of that, like I was on the plane coming home Yesterday and we hit some rough air coming into Utah oh. shocker. We never hit rough air coming into stupid winterized Utah. We hit this rough air and I'm on this little freaking stupid two seats on or three seats. Yeah. Two <laughs> seats on one row, three <laughs> seats on the other. So not the littlest plane, but it's the littlest plane that they travel for three hours it's almost four hours on. So I'm like sitting on this thing and everything had been pretty fine until we're coming into Salt Lake. We start our final descent and then start shaking and bouncing. I got my seatbelt on half in the bag and the thing starts shaking and it does this little jerk up motion and down like it does. And I was like, yeah, if I didn't have my seatbelt on, I would have hit the ceiling. Like there's no if, ands or buts oh, about that. that. So yeah, it sure? was, yeah, it was rough. Cool. like, cause it hurt my thighs. Like when I went up and the seatbelt caught me, I was like, ow, <laughs> I was like, that hurt. I was like, I would have definitely hit the ceiling if I hadn't had my seatbelt on. And it was funny cause you could see, and it was good too because the the flight attendant group had just sat down, and there was and I wasn't that far; I was just past first class, so I could see this flight attendant in the front of the plane. And he he was like he had sat down like two minutes before it happened, and even he was like, "It was a good thing I sat down." And <laughs> he didn't say it, but he, you could see him thinking it. That was a
2: big bounce. It was not fun. <laughs> Yeah, I've been in some turbulent flights, ironically enough, also when I lived in Utah, there was a point where I was coming back from San Jose, California, and we came to Salt Lake and we, the weather, there was so windy that we kept going in a circular pattern and getting roughed up. Mm-hmm. And it was the point where the type of turbulence we had was more left to right. So it was shaking us where everyone had their hands in the front seat. And then you were just like, move that way and that way. And like get bumped and I was starting to get like pretty nauseous because we were just kept circling. And we were a minute a minute away from having to fly up to Idaho, oh, like no. at Idaho falls or whatever, just to get more fuel. And oh, thank goodness no. the wind departed, dispersed for enough time for us to land. Cause that was, that was the worst turbulence I've ever experienced. I was, that's the only time I've white knuckled and been like, I could get off this plane and not get on a plane for a while. Yeah. I, hate
1: I
0: think flying. it's fun.
2: Oh, I hate <laughs> it.
0: Have you ever flown out of John Wayne airport? Yeah. John, John Wayne airport. <laughs> You ever flown out of John Wayne, Mattson? So let me tell you about John Wayne. What's that stupid city that John Wayne's over top of? Santa Ana? No, No. it's the winds that almost make me want to puke when I'm on a plane. Anyway, there's a city that it's in Santa Ana, but you fly over a city that has a noise ordinance. Uh, (laughs) Newport Beach. I was looking it up, but so Newport has a sound ordinance and they did it because they built this airport there and they did, they built the airport there to because LAX was too busy because of Disney world and Disneyland or Disneyland and all that shit. So John Wayne airport is the airport to fly into when you're going to Disney. If you want the closer airport, Newport beach went, fuck you word loaded and we can make the law so that you have to deal with sound ordinance. So when you fly over, which you have to fly over coming in and out of John Wayne airport, the noise ordinance is such that you have to power the engine all the way back. Okay. Mm. Some pilots like to tell you about this. Other pilots don't, but in order to do that, you have to reach a certain height. So when you're taking off, you're taking off and flying over Newport beach. You don't take off like a normal airplane. Like where you like, Ooh, you hear the whining noise. And then all of a sudden you're going and then you're going faster, faster, faster. You lift off. No, 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 no. It's like sitting on one of those fucking roller coasters. that goes from zero to fucking 60 in 2.1 seconds. You're sitting in the thing. It's like, we're next up on the freaking go. And you're like, and you're back in your seat and it's full throttle to the end of the runway, and then it goes up, and it's not goes up gradually like most airplanes, it's nose to the sky, and it is getting as high as you can, and I'm like, why is this happening right now? Then you get to a peak, and the nose goes, all of a sudden the plane gets real quiet, because they, they have to turn the engines not off, because they have to pull them back to nothing. So you're up, the nose goes down, And it gets real quiet. So you're all of a sudden like, did they just turn the fucking plane off? Cause this is some bullshit. And all the while you've got the Santa Ana winds coming out of, I don't know, Santa Ana, California, that make you feel like you're going to die. Fuck John Wayne airport.
1: I want to get on a plane with JJ. I feel like that would be the most amazing experience ever. It's horrible. I hate flying. <laughs> hey, hate when it. we
2: all make it with what's our verdict, then uh, we'll, we'll be flying somewhere special. That's so right. with to that segue. One thing I did like about the show is that with the 14 people on the plane, plus the, <laughs> the rest of the guy, it was, they did a good job showing travelers. Like you got your distracted oh, yeah, yeah. kind of annoying business guy that just says, can you, get me a, what did he say? Like, that guy was just so annoying. And you got the other kind of jerk guy that had his friend in first class. Yeah. Uh, and then the girls and I made a whole bunch of other, the couple, a whole bunch of other people. But there's basically two types of people though, once this crisis hit, like, and there's the people that are complaining, even after their lives have been saved and they are mm-hmm. alive. And there's the other people that are like, you know, we can just be grateful to be alive and stop like bitching and moaning. And I know we all think we're going to be like the grateful people, but I always I, I wonder like, well, who would I be in that camp? And it's just funny to say, because crisis brings out the best and worst in people. That's true.
1: I'd be one of the complainers hands down. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Not for any other reason than I just like to complain. I
2: would have been a meaner captain if I was in i I'd have been like, well, yeah, we don't know where we are. We don't we
1: even have a freaking electricity. You guys be like, well, you don't have like, deal with it. At least you was alive. a meaner captain. Did you not see that video? There's a reason he's flying that Tokyo to Singapore flight.
2: <laughs> well, he was a lot nicer to some of those people and they were back talking. I just wanted to be like, you got a better idea. You go figure it out. He dropped that guy. Like
0: those third beard French. Yeah. I mean, good for him. Right. Oh yeah. Well, that's, you know, it was one of those lines like where again, it was like so indicative of this film when they find out that this plane's gone down and they find out who the captain is. And like the guy from the airlines, like shit had to be him. And the fixers sitting there, like, tell me about him, show me. And they show him this video. And this guy's like, I like this guy. Like, (laughs) it's just Mm -hmm. like, so this movie. And I think that, like you said, that's what I enjoyed about it. Is even in those moments where like, you can make a big deal of like having this another like second or third or fourth storyline there's only one storyline to this movie. This movie doesn't get cute. It doesn't get fancy. It doesn't get crazy. There's a captain and a bunch of people that crash on a in an island and they're under attack. And that's about it. And then you have like everything else that's going on around it moves the storyline forward. And even though some of it might not have been necessary, they weren't trying to like over fancy this thing. It wasn't even like he spent a bunch of time talking about his daughter or whatever. It was just. Hey, I got a caller because my airline's a bunch of assholes and won't take my call.
2: <laughs> yeah, <but laughs> is he even going to be able to make that call when he was dialing? I'm like, how does he dial out? He's in the middle of nowhere. How is that call even going to where he wants it to go? Well, lines are I guess lines. He's dialed one before and then dialed the, the rest of the number. How's he calling long distance like that?
0: Well, phones are phones. And if there's towers for it, the call will go out. It's just a matter of, I mean, sure, but that's, I think that's what he was showing with the rewire where he rewired it to get around the electrical system, which you can do. If you have a switchboard like that, like an actual big phone, that's not because it has multiple lines. You can actually hotwire the phone to make a phone call. Um, now I do think he would have had to have called collect, not just dialed the phone number and had it go through, but because it was a toll free number for the airline, maybe, because technically they can't charge you long distance for a toll-free number. Cause he did call the one 800 number. And that might be why he did that. But I was he laughing was my ass off when the lady's an, like, no, another- we've had a ton of prank calls. You're done. <laughs> uh,
2: that stuff does happen though. Unfortunately. Oh, so sure. Can't, can't say that, but another, this movie is another area where there was one wire that he had to get working correctly to get something to work. I was like, oh. yeah. It's going to be all you need. Just one wire. That one made a lot more sense
0: to me. I didn't question that one at all, but the damn whole <laughs> <Yeah>. plane running, <laughs> that one will always be a struggle for me. But yeah,
2: you're <laughs> making a good point, JJ. There wasn't a lot of beneath the surface stuff. I mean, they had the story between the the prisoner and his backstory, but they used that to kind of drive along, but help the captain in, in saving the crew. And then obviously, we knew that that prisoner was going to disappear because he's not trying to go back to the States, but they didn't. I feel like they leaned fully into that, which was good is, I mean, I think they just used things as a means to an end. And I liked what they did with the bad guy that they didn't do was just pissed off all the time. hmm Well, and
0: I'd like too that, like, it showed how capable that old, the sold, the guy from the foreign, French foreign legion was like, and I realized it was all kind of in your face and over the top, like, he's just capping people. Then the woods, like, I don't give a shit. But he's very capable because it made it believable at the end when he's like, no, I'm just going to take your half a million dollars and disappear on an island. That's obviously everyone here is going to try to kill me. But I'm not questioning whether or not he makes it off that island. I'm like, no, he's good. I get that. I'd stay there, too. You know what I mean? Like, I'd take that money and run as well. But I also and I guess that's yeah, it's to your point. It's like they don't try to over explain things. They give you just enough for things to make kind of sense or enough sense that I can forgive the fact that I still don't understand the wire. But other than that, like, I'm okay with it. Like you had people like you're talking about stepping up, like the co-pilot like is kind of stepping up in a lot of ways. Like even the freaking rich dude that was a dickhead shuts his pie hole before the end of the movie. You know what I mean? Like, and even he's nice. So it's, it's one of those things where they were pretty realistic to people changing who they were, Typically, or at least who we saw at the beginning of the film, to fit the scenario, which a lot of times in a movie like this, with full of action and people in danger, you don't get shit like that. Like I think of Die Hard and the dude that wants John's wife, and he's like, "I can negotiate. I negotiate twenty million dollar deals every day." And he walks in with a bunch of terrorists. You're like, "Yeah, yeah, freaking whatever he called Booby. Let's make a deal." And it's like, "Shut up." This guy's got machine guns and all sorts of shit. You're not gonna go in there and do some blow with this dude while you negotiate and call him Bubby. Come on, yeah.
2: Was the the 50 cal the Barrett sniper rifle? Can that go through two sides of a car and still launch a human being off its feet? That seemed I hope utterly, so. That was my
1: favorite part. I that seems so utterly so disbelievable. <laughs> but imagine the psychological warfare. And it came in that funny payout line where the guys were one of the Filipino guys. Was like, who are these guys? Yeah. And this is not what I signed up to fight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the entire mercenary unit was amazing. Wow. You should never Google
0: 50 cal sniper rifle damage. There's one on here of like it blowing some shit up. Like it's more like a miniature bomb hit something. <laughs>
1: Oh yeah, uh, don't Google 50-calorie so sniper rifle damage. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> told you.
0: Um, I regret this decision. I take no uh, responsibility for anybody that watches that. And those are such big bullets. Yeah, so really I think care. the answer to that question, well, here's the problem. The answer to the question is, can it go through both sides of a car and hit a person? No. Yes. Can it go through both sides and send people flying? No. And the reason for that is it would cut that person in half because the real problem is, is we in Hollywood, they love to show bullets, knocking people backwards. That's not how bullets work. That's how shotguns can work, but it's not because of the spread and the amount of, but bullets themselves, especially bullets that big with that much velocity, they go in and bounce around and they actually don't knock people over. Like it just pierces. It's not like there's enough pressure that people go, like, so anytime you see the one exception maybe is the 50 cal, but it's just going to go right through them. If it's got enough power to go through two cars, it's just going to go right through them. But visually, it was pretty pitchy. Really cool. They're we just slamming into cars, and I'm with you, Alec. I love that line when he's like, who are these guys? I <laughs> <laughs> the guy signed up to fight the Filipino army. Yeah. And they don't even come here anymore. I thought we yeah. were kidnapping
1: some stupid hostages. I didn't think we were taking on they friggin- start out so different yeah yeah <laughs> um, i tell you though i was impressed with the chief the Tagalog chief datu or mm-hmm. i don't remember his exactual name but i didn't know this was his first movie debut like he's been a stunt guy for years and years and years but this is the first time he got a role like an actual film role oh really like the long-haired dude yeah good for him like he did stunts in peripheral we just reviewed a little yeah. while ago and some other things that we've done i was sitting there i was, why is he just getting a shot now like yeah. shit he was amazing he
0: was really good um, oh he was the fight coordinator for the peripheral like yeah. so he's the
1: one that did all the choreography and stuff that's cool which we all loved yeah it was um, great so i'm i'm hoping we get to see him in more stuff yeah because like he was him. amazing evan dane well, taylor is
0: his name the actor's name Evan Dane Taylor. Wow, he's a retired naval intelligence officer.
2: His dad was. Don't fight him. Yeah, he did die gruesomely though. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Boom. (laughs) Which is another reason that I'm like, I don't think that plane actually gets in the air after that. But because even if you got up to speed, that's gonna slow you down. (laughs) Like that's just physics.
2: (laughs) I mean, you just hit a jeep. With the the amount of problems that they already have In a depressurized cabin and a drag Yeah, yeah that's, that's, it's probably not happening Yeah, that was my
0: other one I was like, you got four doors wide open And some stairs down Man, you got some serious drag <laughs> Yeah, But it looked cool Oh yeah, no, it looked <laughs> great Like I said, the movie was fun enough In the dumbest of ways That I didn't even come out bitching to Casey About all this stuff It's like days later that I'm like okay, there was some really stupid shit in there, but it was entertaining. Like I said, I walked out going, that movie did not try to be anything other than it was. And I appreciate that because so many movies and films and even TV shows try way too damn hard these days. And I, so I appreciate a film that's like, you know what? We're going to make a wildly unbelievable film with one good actor, a couple of decent actors and uh, a lot of and Gerard Butler. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> And you're a saying, lot of derogatory, good
0: actor, <laughs> a lot of violence that need, has no need. And then we'll make them do some really silly shit, like flying planes that are fixed I think with like switching
2: Butler is a good actor, but it's more like was a good actor. It's more just because of the movies he's been in. You're just like, dude, if you're good, why are you doing these movies?
0: I think it's harder to get movies than we might obviously let on because we know. But I'm, yeah, he's getting older and he's a friend. That's why I say he's a fringe A list actor you know he had a couple of great films and i think he's a phenomenal actor cuz i've seen him in some films that before he was famous mm. dear frankie's one of the best movies out there and he's amazing in it but it was it's old and it's one of those things where i'm like kudos to him too for he gets himself some movies where he makes money cuz i mean for all the bullshit i talk on this movie like it's been out for 2 weeks now and i don't even think it's been out a full 2 weeks and i'm pretty sure it's already based on the budget and i think they're already kind of in the black so can't argue with that yeah it's hard to say again they may not make a ton of money with it but it made money so must be one of those 15
1: percent mattson sent us in that picture yeah i know right <laughs> that was it's interesting I, yeah, I didn't know that well, I just
2: watched a 50 cal go through a human torso of like the kind of using like Mythbusters yeah. style and everything. It went right through it. Didn't slice in half, but that was down in the stomach area. They shot it up in the chest area. Much more of a gaping hole because of the bone structure and everything. But it does not look like it would cut you in half.
0: But it wouldn't throw you across the room either.
2: No, there's no way what had the physics in this movie. That's just not happening. Sure well, did, did look cool though. Well, they shoot
1: it in the Filipino islands? I mean, the air is different there. <laughs> there's a whole other slew of variables you gotta factor in. I Havitation think it would have been cool more believable
0: if they shot the vehicle and like the door, like a piece of the door came flying off the vehicle and then slammed him into the car behind. Him. But again, not as cool. Doesn't look as cool. Like I mean, it looked. I was watching it, going, "That looks cool." not real but it looks cool
2: it sure looked cool mm-hmm.
0: that's all that matters and that's to me all we come either. to
2: movies sometimes for especially this it's movie
0: by the time we get to that point i'm like okay i'm okay with it i'm better oh, okay. absolutely yeah i mean i'm okay with him running over the bad guy with an airplane <laughs> it just
2: does the what do they call the guy the flight marshal or whatever does he keep his job or not he's dead <laughs> No, the guy that
1: made the call on the weather. Oh, the weather guy. Oh, hell no. No, they're going to promote him to a different position. Yeah. <laughs> no, he won't keep his job, but he'll still get his bubbles. Oh, lateral move. <laughs> <laughs> i was so that those couple
2: one liner comments from the crisis guy to that dude were just so classic for oh, me. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was the ass hat that made him fly through this. Yeah. Uh, like, how much money we save? Like, or how much fuel do we save? I don't know, like 12,000, like 1200 gallons or something, or 1800 gallons or something. Yeah, it was That's probably on 800. Yeah, it was <laughs> just like, dang, just cut deep. Yeah, so good. Oh, what's funny about that is, though, that guy probably made the right call by protocol. And that's how corporations see stuff until it goes wrong. That's the only time they care. Because if he did the other way, you know that someone would have complained. Like, what are you doing? Like, just tell him to fly higher. So you feel for that guy a little bit. Sure. Now. Hey, man, (laughs) middle management, you're kind of in a shitty position. They want you to be safe and make money. It's hard to do both. Yeah, Dan, if you do, Dan, if you don't, I feel like when crisis happens like that.
0: Here's how much power Gerard Butler has when you hire him for a shitty movie, though. The studio originally wanted to give this a, a different name, a different title, but he insisted on keeping it simple. And so that's why they went with Plane. So this guy can say, you want me in your movie? Keep, Keep it, it simple, simple bitch. stupid. <laughs> that's right. Kiss <laughs> him. Oh,
1: God. I love it. Because you know that's what shit happened to. Like, no, 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 no. I hope the original title was just like. A full-blown paragraph. Oh, yeah, probably.
0: I mean, what else would you call it, though? Like, that's...
1: Crash in the Philippines? <laughs> I was just thinking Max and synopsis worked really well. That should just been the title. They could have done Weather, Plane, Island. Boom. Well, I don't
2: even know what you'd call it. It's so dumb.
1: <laughs> I
2: don't know that if I have anything so else to say, amazing. except... This was a wildly chaotic, weird piece together movie, but it was all right. There were some interesting errors made in the film,
0: not <laughs> the ones that we talked about, but little simple ones. Like when Jared Butler leaves the cockpit to check on the passengers, can't do that since nine eleven. The cockpit doors are sealed during the flight, so the pilots can't actually leave the flight. Oh, yet. you
2: can't like you can't get out ever.
0: Uh, they don't until they till they land. Once or the plane is leaves the Whatever that stupid extendo bridge is. When it once it leaves the that area. Bridge? Yeah, the jet bridge. Once it leaves that, the cockpit does not open.
2: Wait, how do pilots go to the bathroom?
0: I think the cockpit has a built-in bathroom. And if really? those not on all flights, I'm sure. I mean, I don't pee during a flight if I can help it, but I'm sure the bigger planes with the bigger, longer flights, I mean mm-hmm. they have a, but they have a pisser somewhere. I mean sometimes you just gotta go though. True. Maybe they carry, Maybe they put a bottle in there. What about two? Better go before you get on the
1: plane.
0: <laughs> you got a lot of questions what here, what if you had
2: a What if you had a bad airport burrito
0: or something? I think Madsen has just figured out why sometimes planes leave a little late.
2: <laughs> that or, man, shoot, if you had a bad airport burrito, then you'd like farting up your your. Yeah, that sounds game. like a personal problem to me. Yeah, and you could die of if few like, <laughs> gas. It's just enough, like, bean burrito farts in there.
1: <laughs> I love
2: it. Oh, Hot boxing in the cockpit. <laughs>
1: That's
0: great stuff. All right, well, let's rate this thing. I'll go first. Look, this movie was entertaining. As stupid as it was and pointless as it was, That was part of the charm of this movie is I don't think they were trying to do anything except be entertaining. I love Gerard Butler, no matter how bad the movie he is in is. I mean, I've shit all over his movies in in the past, but not as bad as I did on the other version of the kidnapping the president movie, but (laughs) stupid movie, Channing Tatum, whatever. Anyway, so this one though, like it's pretty rough when you think about it, but as long as you don't think about it, I think you'd be entertained. I don't know that I would watch this movie in my house. Like, I'm kind of glad I went to the theater because it's big, it's loud. I think it'd be pretty pissed if it had been a streaming only and I'd watched it. I think it would have a very different outlook on this movie. But there were some parts that were pretty cool in the theater looking as far as, and then the sound was great. But I mean, it's a pointless movie. So if you're just looking to go watch some mind numbing violence and, and Gerard Butler doing what Gerard Butler does in films with arbitrary violence and being really good for being a pilot. We didn't even talk about Mike Coulter who outside of Marvel being power man or Nick or Luke Cage is, I don't even know what else the hell the dude's been in, but even he was like just dry as Mike Coulter is and killed a bunch of people. And we moved on. I don't know. Like, I want to hate this movie, but I'm going to give it a three. Like, it's just like, (laughs) I can't find anything wrong that I don't go. Yeah, but I still had fun. I, you know, so I'm going to give it a three. It's better than average entertaining. In my opinion, I had fun. I left the theater and I couldn't even be like mad that I went and saw it. Other than I had to get on a flight the next day. That's the only thing that pissed me off about this movie. So there it is. It's a three. I'll never watch it again. It's not that good, but one
1: time it was fun. All right, Alec. What about you, buddy? (laughs) I enjoyed this movie (laughs) I loved it I think they did a really good job through like the intense scenes of keeping the tension Mm. as best way I could put it Where and they kind of connected those scenes well where they gave you a little bit, a little bit, a little bit to keep a little bit of tension throughout the entire film which I enjoyed it kept me entertained and interested because I wanted to see what was happening next even in the kind of the slower parts of the movie there was still something else that was going on so I never kicked back and I was like okay we settled into, you know, act two of this movie. Time to catch a quick nap before the before the end comes. So I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, same thing. I walked out being like, that was amazing. <laughs> was it? Not really, but it was. <laughs> <laughs> this is by no means a cinematic masterpiece, but I enjoyed it. I went and I had fun. So I'm going to give it a three and a half. Nice. Um, kind of the same boat as you, JJ. I probably won't ever watch this again, but I'm not mad that I watched it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was great. So fuck whoever made this movie, Charlie Cummins.
0: <laughs> he wrote it. Uh all right, Matson, wrap it up, buddy.
2: Look, first off, this movie was in color.
0: <laughs> <'Cause> Fair
2: <laughs> enough. This movie, while it didn't make sense. It was intense at the right moments. And I think this movie is a classic case of low expectations or for me, I'd had no expectations. I just knew we were going to get on a plane and it probably wasn't going to go well. I was wondering if there's going to be snakes on the plane, but there wasn't. Uh, it's just to be honest, when they when they landed the plane and after the first 15 or 20 minutes, whatever it was, I was like, so what now? (laughs) I thought we were going to be on this plane for a lot longer. And like the crisis, I thought the criminal was going to like bust out of there. We're going to have to figure out how to deal with that on the plane. And all you know, something we've kind of seen before and that didn't happen either. And so I was just, I was like, we still got like solid, like hour, hour 10 left. Like, where is this thing going? And I think that's how this movie kind of felt. And I didn't really mind where we were going from the, hostages to the crazy bad guy, to the 50 Cal, to the complaining hostage passengers. I mean, it was all like, yeah. And then Gerard Butler doing his thing and being a tough guy, but kind of like an in shape, out of shape, tough guy, <laughs> like, and the crisis manager, I liked him and his his smugness and his directness. I mean, he's just got a lot of stuff that was put together in a bottle, shaken up and poured out. And we called it plain it tasted pretty good. Like I drink it. I don't know if I'd buy it again, but, um, so because of that, this movie's average, but slightly above average from the entertainment value. So I'd give it a three. I mean, I walked out, I even felt a little bit of emotion at the end when he's sitting at the back of the plane, like, Oh man, he's alive. Like, wow. Good for him. Good for them. And yeah, it's a three. Maybe if it's on some streaming platform one day and, It's there, and I can't think of anything else. I'll put it on, but I'll tell you what—I doubt this movie's going to be on the airlines. There's no way they're going (laughs) to let you watch that on the plane. (laughs)
0: That's fair. I did have that same thought. I was like, "Oh, this is not one that you'll catch on the airline one day." (laughs) That's that's an
2: easy Delta, Southwest, Alaska. Nah, nope. We're good. Uh, We'll blacklist that. I will say
0: two things jar butler character took a beating and just still that guy two bullets even though they i love the explanation. i think they were just ricochets <laughs> <I'm> like, come <laughs> on <laughs> and i love that they call you took a beating cap you good
2: yeah i'm good whatever dude okay. i guess blood loss isn't a thing in this movie because yeah. i was like hey you got two gaping holes in you buddy blood loss and like all broken
0: ribs. And yeah, he took a crushed windpipe beating in that street. Anyway, the other thing is it did have some of the best, if not the best sledgehammer kills I've ever seen in a movie. Oh. When, he, when he came walking around the corner with that, I was like, Oh shit, just got real. <laughs> dude, I was like, last of us. Yeah. It was great, <laughs> dude. What a great, yeah. couple sledgehammer Actually, kills. The only
2: line this movie need is when he took the beating from the bad guys in the street, as he was trying to distract and the soldier showed up. It's something I would have loved him and be like, it seemed like you guys were like already here. Could you have shown up like 20 (laughs) seconds ago? (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) Uh, What I love that they just throw down the
0: t-shirt or like his shirt as proof here, come with us.
2: Yeah. I'm like, now that you say, I was like, I don't think he'd be really moving all that well. Like (laughs) I'm pretty sure you're maybe that pays to be a little squishy. Maybe that's the lesson that we need here. You need a little insulation on the body. That's fair.
0: And even if he was moving, like, I don't know. Adrenaline does a lot for you, but he was broke. Like, there's some broken shit in that, dude. So I don't know. <laughs> Thankfully, they didn't hit him in the legs at all. So you're good. <laughs> he can run. Anyway, but it's it's all things that I'm thinking of now. Like, when I was watching it, I'm like, run, get him. Yeah, this is cool shit. Like, it was it's fucking okay, fun. Get on the bus. Yeah, it's just Get on the goddamn plane and fly it, fucker. You got your wire placed right. <laughs> all right. I think that's it. What a fun, weird movie to review, especially after getting me all worked up mentally and us kind of having an, a moment there at the beginning. But as always, we appreciate you tuning
1: in and now like, tell everybody where they can find us. Happy to. Thank you for tuning in to Plane, guys. Just Plane. We appreciate the listen and the attention. Especially the attention. Definitely an unfortunate film to watch right before getting on a plane. But that is what we in the business call comeuppance, JJ. Don't know exactly what this comeuppance would be for, but I'm sure that you did something somewhere at some point that would lead to you deserving this. At least one. Guys, we are in the midst of Content City currently. And if you are not subscribed to us or following us everywhere, you are missing out on what's our verdict contents. So make sure that you hit the notification button when you... Subscribe so you can be notified for our lives, new episodes, and when JJ is streaming his gameplays, mm-hmm. which is Tuesday. So there will be one coming out tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Yes, tomorrow. hmm. hmm. Yeah, yeah, tomorrow, because today is Monday when you're listening to this. Yeah. See, I know my days of the week. <laughs> JJ's so often. Dude, I am so. not okay. <laughs> <laughs> JJ started easy with the Last of Us playthrough. Before he eventually moves in the big leagues with a Minecraft Let's Play series. I can't wait for that. We are also on Patreon. So if you're a longtime listener or just looking to support the podcast directly, you can search for us there and get special access to request specific content for us to do, as well as vote on any new content coming out. Special thanks to our current patron, Black and White and Four Thirds Aspect Ratio. That makes you the three things Madsen hates most in this world when it comes to movies. That is quite the accomplishment. I salute you. With that being said, I will kick it back to the blunderbuss, the Prince of Powders, JJ. Thank you. Thank you. As always, that was oh, great. That's just,
2: Charles, you just spurn my memory with the whole aspect ratio thing. <laughs> well, you know This movie had an absolute doo doo on the, the small bits of special effects we did get. Like, can we make clouds look like real clouds? That was so, the plane. Yeah, pretty bad. And I was like, what is this? Like, PS3 graphics or something? It was sad. Why do you think like, they made their fucking budget back in <laughs> two weeks, Madsen? <laughs> I know, but you could have, fair. like, you just, it's strategic,
1: some, is what it is. Still some ready made clouds from a different movie. Already? Like, my clouds from different movie you think clouds just form naturally mattson is that what you oh think oh my gosh i'm I love so sad
2: and then and it started getting me worked up about the name trailblazer i'm like i don't know i was just now I'm well just,
1: which airline is gonna volunteer to be used in no the they're not gonna
2: give them a real like <laughs> know, come up with something more creative than that like, now it's just now i'm just getting mad the clouds are so bad And there was one other cgi aspect that was so stupidly <laughs> terrible too i'm trying to remember what it was Oh, it's not gonna come to me, those clouds. So well, stupid. We know
0: Charles will listen to this point in the podcast, which we appreciate because you know, now you get to hear us argue again. He also sent me, just to make Matson and all of us feel better, he sent me a uh, a list of variety.com's best movies of all time. Number ninety two, Pink Flamingos. No. It just goes to prove that there are people in movie review decisioning
2: companies those people everywhere. Are psychedelics. That are on, That's all I'm saying. Like, that have At problems. least with Alex. Psychedelics don't help. At least with Alex stuff with like Rosebud and like movies like The Great you Dictator. All, all those. Yeah. All those like. Rosebud? I understand. I There's have no, a. Rosebud. Where, where he says. Yeah. Sorry. Where he says it. That tells you all you need to know about me in those yeah. movies. Oh my can, gosh. At least I can understand that there is great acting, great cinematography, well-written and there's like great reasons great it should one. be a good movie, but pink flamingo is none of those things. And then some, yeah, but it's there. It is there. And that uh, tells
1: me that list that it's on JJ is irrelevant. What's 93 on that list. I want to know who got beat out first. Los Samurai.
0: French movie about a samurai, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Bridesmaids, 94. Oh, wow. Wow. Toy Story, 95. A hard. Don't, s- wow. Charles, Charles,
2: Toy Story is three spots behind Pink Flamingos, the greatest toys ever captured on a cinematic screen. You're telling me Buzz, Woody, Rex, Come
0: on. Wow. Come on. That hurts. The other rest of these don't matter, but alien, the original alien was also worse at 97 and number 100, which proves to me that this, the variety doesn't know what the fuck they're talking about. Number 100, the worst movie on the list, though, the top 100 of all time is still really good too good for flaming pink flamingos, but the graduate loses to pink flamingo. Loses to
2: half that list. Anyway, how is Pink? What do they feel about She Dies Tomorrow? Because that's probably making the list. It's number one. Man no oh shit. <laughs> it dolphin had dolphins. I knew JJ'd
1: say
2: It's the only thing I remember about that movie other than it was
1: terrible.
0: Uh, anyway, <laughs> oh, we're rambling and rambling. With that, as always, we appreciate you tuning in. We'll catch you on the next one. Yeah,
2: whatever, Charles bye <laughs> Hasta la vista. In the magic
1: out, <laughs> Jesus.